Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app and at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. The Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers have an unbreakable bond now, thanks to the deal that sent Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, and Seth Curry to Brooklyn for James Harden. As is our want, as both fans and media... We immediately judged the trade and declared winners and losers when it first went down. Then we saw Harden play for the Sixers, the good good Harden that is, and Drummond and Curry contribute to the Nets and waited to see if Simmons would join them and pass judgment again. Then we watched both teams flame out in the playoffs and are now back to square one. So before I dive back into the playoff picture, I want to take a look at the signals being sent by both franchises as far as how they plan to proceed. Now, what makes this so damn interesting is that they appear to be taking dramatically different approaches, but ones that are fully in line with who is running their operation. Both teams have a star who could opt out of his deal, opt in for one more year, or agree to an extension. That's Harden for the Sixers and Kyrie Irving for the Nets. Ben Simmons is under a long-term contract. For the Nets and GM Sean Marks, a San Antonio Spurs disciple, it's all about restoring the team's culture. For the Sixers and team president Daryl Morey, it's all about honoring star power and cultivating it. The messages Marks is sending to Kyrie Irving are pretty damn clear, at least to me. There are a lot of ways Marks could have addressed questions about Kyrie's future with the team in a recent press conference, so I don't think it's any accident that he took the approach that he did. He and ownership clearly were prepared to answer those questions, as they should have been. And the reason that I say he's sending Kyrie messages, plural, rather than a message, singular, is because Kyrie has put a lot out there that requires a response. First message from Marks to Kyrie. You may not like Steve Nash as your coach, 
But he's not going anywhere. And he has more of a voice in this organization than you do, as long as I'm running it. Kyrie, in talking about next season, made a point of naming the members of the Brain Trust that would collaborate to reshape the roster. They were Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Sean Marks, and owner Joe Sy. No mention of Steve. The only mention he got by Kyrie postseason was indirectly when he blamed the team's rotations in part for the team's first round loss to the Boston Celtics. There is no way Marks talked as definitively about the standards the Nets are setting to recapture the work ethic culture he admitted they had lost without Joe Sy's approval. And it's no accident that the measures Marks plans to implement or re-implement sound like a direct challenge to how Kyrie has operated since he joined the Nets. Marks made a point of saying that they want players that are going to be available and that play with a chip on their shoulder. Kyrie obviously was the number one example of a player not available last season, not only because of his stance on not getting vaccinated, but if we go beyond last season, going all the way back to his decision not to join the team in the bubble in Orlando. Nor does Kyrie play with a chip on his shoulder. He has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to a lot of issues in the world and in his life. A chip for the media, for fans, for those who contribute to social injustice. But when it comes to playing, Kyrie talks and acts as if he's already a made man, as if he has nothing to prove. Consider how, for example, or a comparison, Consider how Clay Thompson has responded to not being named among the top 75 all-time players, as Kyrie was not named among the top all-time 75 all-time players. Clay has been on a jihad to prove what a mistake that was. Clay was never shy, but he's never been as upfront with his swagger as he has been this season. Kyrie's tone has been completely different. Now, I'm not arguing that Clay is a better all-around player than Kyrie, although there's no question I'd rather have Clay on my team than Kyrie for a lot of other reasons than just talent. But if anyone should be boasting about his accomplishments, if anybody should be feeling like a made man, it's not Kyrie. It's Clay Thompson. It's the guy with three rings. Now, Mark's all but said, Kyrie ruined our culture, and we're not going to let that continue. Why would I say he's specifically talking about Kyrie and not all the Nets? We'll point to another Net that can be identified as not being available and not playing with a chip on his shoulder. Who else could that be directed toward? Who else actually created a distraction? Ben Simmons was never actually they're playing so it's awfully hard to say that this was on him distraction started from the very beginning of the season it seems clear to me that marks is looking for a way to continue without Kyrie, and i don't blame him the notion that now that the vaccine issue has been resolved means that Kyrie is ready and willing to be a full participant and on board with the nets plan going forward would require ignoring Kyrie's history since he joined them. There's always something going on with Kyrie that diverts his attention. And based on his postseason comments, he's not on board with Steve. Sean Marks is. 
how do you go forward unless that's resolved? And I can't help but consider the attitude that Kyrie showed toward fans on Twitch. I don't know if any of you saw that. There are clips of it out there. The Voice for the Voiceless, the title Kyrie gave himself to reflect his dedication to those less wealthy, powerful, and visible, referred to some fans as cockroaches and pretended to imitate, imitate them using a whiny, petulant voice, saying, that's what you sound like to me. It was both childish and disrespectful. I can honestly say I've never heard an NBA player talk like that that way, much less a 30-year-old NBA player, much less a 30-year-old NBA player about fans, his fans. These glimpses of athletes in candid, unedited moments provide a lot of insight, particularly when it comes to those who are extremely talented and yet aren't valued by their organizations the way you would expect them to be valued based on that talent. Now, I've had the good fortune to observe plenty of such moments, not via a Twitch stream or some other semi-public forum, but in person, in players' and coaches' homes or cars or other private settings. And if that comes off as a humble brag, okay, I'll take the hit. It's just the reality. I And I feel very fortunate, as I said, for having that opportunity. I also worked hard to give myself those opportunities. My point in telling you this is because that's why I sometimes have, and have had over the years, perspectives on players that run counter to public perception, or even other media members' perception. There are players that the public and other media thought badly of that I did not, for that reason. I saw them in more intimate settings. Derek Rose and Greg Popovich immediately come to mind. There are others that were viewed as terrific people that I knew had a dark side, or at least weren't all that they were cracked up to be. LeBron James in his early years and Don Nelson are two that immediately come to mind. The glimpses or moments are valuable because it gives you insight into how they interact with people when they don't think there are cameras or microphones around, when they're not on stage, when they're not performing for an audience, but simply being themselves. What the Twitch stream tells us, or me anyway, is that Kyrie is annoyed with the ancillary price of being rich and famous. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He doesn't like people talking about him or asking questions. He thinks that's he's above that. Every athlete at some point now has his or her first taste of that ancillary price and resents it, fights it, complains about it. But also, at some point, they come to accept that it's a price that can't be changed. It's baked in with the luxuries and conveniences and advantages that come with being rich and famous. And they stop complaining about it. They stop focusing on it. 
It also tells us that Kyrie is not above running someone down or mocking them in the most juvenile of ways. I have no doubt that his younger fans loved it. Probably view it as Kyrie being real. Because they identify with it. It's the way they might behave. It makes their own juvenile behavior not only seem acceptable, but cool. The distinction is that Kyrie is 30 years old. When I looked it up, I was actually surprised. I didn't realize he was 30 already. And he works with people both younger and older than he is. And based on his comments, he wants to be included in conversations with and decisions made by the people older than he is. People who aren't going to take anyone seriously who talks the way Kyrie did on that Twitch stream. Okay, but isn't it possible that Kyrie can talk one way on a Twitch stream and another when he's in Sean Marks' office? Sure, he can talk in a different manner. But it's hard to hide an attitude, especially if you're around someone all the time and have to do your jobs in a high-stress environment, which professional sports certainly is. High-stress situations bring out the best and worst in everyone. And that best and worst are on full display. The Sixers aren't taking the same approach. You haven't heard any declarations from Daryl Morey about being uncertain about Harden's future with the team, that he has a decision to make about his contract, or how the team wants players who are conscientious about their conditioning or any other critique or prerequisite that could be directly connected to one of Harden's shortcomings the way Mark's comments could be linked to Kyrie. I have to believe that's because James actually talks to Daryl, communicates with him. Harden and Daryl have taken selfies together and posted them. If I'm not mistaken, when Harden got off the plane after the trade, Daryl was there to take a photo, both of them smiling. Harden has talked about how much he enjoys his relationship with Daryl Morey. Now, who from the Nets has Kyrie ever done anything remotely like that with? Who has he ever said, other than KD, I really enjoy being on the same team with this person, or this guy is my GM, or this guy is my head coach? And when have you ever heard Sean reference a conversation he had with Kyrie, or vice versa? That may sound simple, but it is so powerful because it doesn't happen nearly as often as you would think. Some GMs are afraid to talk to their stars. Some stars can be difficult to reach for a variety of reasons. One is that they don't trust the team or GM. Another is they're simply not concerned with anything or anyone outside of what they do on the court. They don't think it's part of their job to be available outside of the purview of games, practice, etc. Their belief is that they will be measured and judged strictly by how they play, that nothing else really matters. And I guess for some players on a certain level, superstar level, that is true, but only as long as they are playing at a true superstar level. For the most part, every other player and even superstars, it's, it's not true. They're not measured and judged strictly by how they play. Paul Shirley, now a writer, had a cup of coffee in the NBA. I hope he doesn't take an offense. 
me describing his career in those terms. In any case, at one point he was in the Phoenix Suns training camp and he turned out to be one of the last cuts in spite of playing well. He was sorely disappointed, but after he packed up his gear and before he headed out the door, he wrote on the whiteboard, thanks for everything. I will be rooting for you guys or something to that effect. The Suns brought him back later that season and signed him for the rest of the year. And someone from the Suns staff told him when he came back, when I saw what you wrote on the whiteboard, I had a feeling you would be back. Relationships matter. Attitudes matter. Communication matters. Yes, if you can't cut it, if you can't contribute, a team is not going to keep you around. But there are many ways to contribute. There are many forms of contribution that are needed. And if it comes down to deciding between two players, one of whom has a good attitude and communicates and connects with not just his teammates, but the coaching staff and front office, chances are he's going to get the nod over the other one. Conversely, if talent is the only reason you're in the league, if you're a pain in the ass in so many other ways, you not only better be talented, your team better win or sell a ton of tickets and corporate sponsorships as a result of that talent. Because otherwise, why put up with a talented pain in the ass if their talent isn't producing any sort of tangible collective success? Just knowing what a star is thinking because he's told you can go a long way with a GM. That old line, better to dance with the devil you know than the devil you don't, is the logic followed by most, most GMs. They don't want to have to make changes if they don't have to. Changes are generally expensive and require explaining to the owner why a change is necessary. It generally means something you planned didn't work out. Do that too many times and you can find yourself no longer making the plans. This is where the outside view of franchises Gauging what a franchise will do based on performance or results leaves a wide margin for error because it doesn't account for relationships between the coach and the player, agent and the GM, the player and the GM, the player and the owner. It used to be, a couple decades ago, the player only had a relationship with the coach. He wasn't allowed to bypass him. He would try. He would go and talk to the GM. The GM would say, work it out with the coach. Or he'd go to the coach and say, you need to work this out with the player. That's about as far as it would go. The owner, owner steered completely clear. He was around for the signing, but I, I don't know which owner ushered in or made it acceptable for a superstar player to bypass the coach and the GM and deal with him directly. But it has become, if not commonplace, fairly common. I want to attribute it to Mark Cuban with Dirk Nowitzki, but I'm not 100% certain. I just know that many, many players have had it today. Ben Simmons had it with Sixers owner Josh Harris. Devin Booker has it with Suns owner Robert Sarver. Now, I wrote a story recently for FoxSports.com on the Suns and Bucks, looking at who has the harder road to returning to the finals. In it, one GM said he could see 10 or 11 teams be title contenders next season. That's not that far-fetched when you think about it. 
Denver should be healthy. Healthy. The Clippers should be healthy. Lakers should be better. Nets, you presume, should be better. Sixers should be better. He included the Sixers and Nets among the 10 or 11. And they could be. But their decisions on what to do with Harden and Kyrie will go a long way toward deciding that. Now, I don't see either team vying for a championship as long as those two are on their respective rosters. They make too much and they provide too little. Marks is on the right track. It doesn't mean he'll build a championship roster. It just means he knows what won't. And Daryl, Daryl is on the track he's been on his entire career. Playing an exciting and entertaining game of chess without ever capturing the king. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to take a deep, long look at the Golden State Warriors and how they are constituted and why they are winning the way they are and some of the changes where it's really remarkable. The big three, the Clay, Dre, Steph, are no longer the driving force of this team, or are they? And are the ancillary pieces just taking advantage of what uh, those guys do? We'll, we'll get into it in deeper fashion in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 